This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 200, the 200th episode of Happen to Your Career. I went from one job to another and for usually the same reasons ended up dissatisfied uh, with a number of different jobs that I'd held. But the bigger challenge for me, the bigger issue, I wasn't really totally sure that I wanted to continue what I was doing, which was digital marketing. I think he could legitimately create world peace. This has happened to your career. Hey, sorry, Scott. I got to kick you out of the studio now because we're going to be taking over and we're going to run this episode. Hey, HTYCers. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I'm the podcast manager for HTYC. I'm normally behind the scenes, but today is special. This has happened to your career with Scott Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you get unstuck and take action to do work that finally fits who you really are. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. We help you figure out what fits by exploring other stories of career transitions. If you're wanting to find more meaning and happiness in your work, you've come to the right place. If you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Okay, so we've just kicked Scott out so we can bring you this special episode. We're bringing you behind the scenes a little bit. We're going to bring back some familiar voices. We're going to share some untold stories of a couple of the HCYC team members. And so Lisa Lewis has been on the podcast several times with Scott. And she ended up taking the reins of interviewing several people. And so she's actually even overseas over in Bali. And so she's been working some crazy hours trying to interview these people and be able to help pull this episode together. And so with that, Lisa, why don't you go explain a little bit more about what we're going to be doing? Hey, Josh. I'm so excited about our deviousness and our sneakiness for doing this. Uh, keeping Scott out of the production of his very own podcast is a feat for sure. And I'm so excited. It's been so fun getting to line up secret surprise guests, getting to talk to them, hear how much has been happening in their lives, both before they encountered HTYC and after they encountered HTYC. And we have the coolest lineup to share with you guys on the podcast today. So please send us feedback. Let us know what you think. Uh, But this is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, besides the interview that I did with you, Josh, the other people who we have got in the lineup for today, who you will get to meet from all walks of HTYC and from Scott's life are his family. So I got to interview Alyssa and his kids, Mackenzie, Camden, and Grayson. Uh, We're talking to the original gangster co-conspirator for Happened to Your Career, Mark Sievercroft. We are talking to one of Scott's first right-hand people as he was getting things put together, Tracy. We're talking to former clients, Erica and Mike. We're talking to people who are team members, got Jackie, Mike. It's just, it's going to be a great show. I'm so, so excited. So without further ado, should we jump on in? Yeah, definitely. I think we should go ahead and start with your conversation with Alyssa. I think that'd be a great place to begin. 
Yeah, well, so tell me a little bit about what life was like, both for you and then for the two of you, in the pre-HTYC world. Huh? So pre-HTYC, it was, you know, he was working and uh, I had just been at home. I guess I had been at home for a year, two years almost, when the podcast started. So he was still working his full-time job, but we realized he was kind of reaching the top of that where he was getting kind of bored, didn't really want to do it so much anymore. And then I think the first book he read was The 4-Hour Work Week, and he told me about it, and I pretty much said, you're crazy. (laughs) Okay, whatever. I don't know what you're going to do with it, but sure. (laughs) And then we kind of, we were facing a big decision basically to either move or to stay where we were based on his job. Yeah. So based on his job, if he wanted to move up basically within the company, we had to move. Um, And so it was either move up within the company, move halfway across the country, which we knew we only wanted to be there for a couple of years so that eventually we could come back here so that he could continue moving up. Or maybe that really wasn't the right decision for us. And so all this while he's kind of has the side stuff brewing and he was thinking about all of it. And, um, we had actually gone, we went to Omaha and we were looking at houses and we were ready to move and came home and sat down one night and said, why are we moving halfway across the country when we're sitting here saying we're only going to be there for two years and then we're going to move back. There's no point in that. There has to be something else. And then the podcast, um, I think he met Mark shortly after that, probably or right around that same time. And then all of the podcast and all of that started brewing when we made the decision, no, we're we're not going to do that. We're going to figure out something else so that we can stay where we are. Because, you know, moving three little kids, I mean, at the time, Grayson was two. So Cam would have been three and a half and Kenzie would have been four. <laughs> I mean... It's like, why are we going to pick up three really small children and move away where we know no one (laughs) and a plane ride away from everyone, all of our support system when there's other stuff out there. So that's about the point where he started getting up at four in the morning. And again, I was like, you're crazy. Fine. Get up at four in the morning and work before the rest (laughs) get up. (laughs) And then started going through the motions, getting the podcast ready. I think we did the Kickstarter campaign or some, one of those, I think it was Kickstarter that we did. So started doing that stuff. And then the podcast launched and just kind of picked up from there. That's awesome. And so life when he has this corporate job that has benefits and a lot of predictability to it and a lot of structure, And then evolving into this world where he builds up the business, builds up the podcast on the side, and then is able to actually go full-time into working for himself must have been a pretty big transition, way more than just the 4 a.m. morning. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of of transition, a lot of talking, a lot of... We had some pretty strict set guidelines about when it was the right time to leave the corporate job and um, let the business take full-time priority. We couldn't set timelines to it. We kept trying to set timelines. Okay, at this point, I think we'll be ready to do this. But then we quickly realized that it wasn't about timelines. It was about where the business was and where we were as a family and um, you know what kind of risks and what kind of stability we were willing to let go of. Um, 
And so we had we had some pretty strict guidelines for what needed to be in place prior to him taking the business full time. Um, and so basically the business, I mean, it was a side job, but it consumed his work life in the morning and then pretty much everything else <laughs> in the evening, figuring out what we were going to do and how we were going to do it, when we were going to do it. And then at the same time, I mean, we were raising three little kids and trying to figure out where, you know, once we decided to stay in Moses Lake, where did we want to live? Did we want to live in the house we were in? Did we want to move somewhere else? Did we want to buy a house? Did we, you know, I mean, there's a lot of other life decisions that happened in that process too, um, between the podcast starting and then taking it to full-time HGYC. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to hear you tell the story about sort of wanting there to be a structure and a timeline and like some sort of definitive moment when you just know you can flip the switch and how, right. <laughs> how it's never that easy and never no. that clear. Yeah. The guidelines help. I mean, setting those specific, I don't know, target points, I guess would be a better, you know, once we hit this target, okay, then we're ready to move to the next step. Once we hit this target, okay, then we're ready to move to the next step. Um, and even really when he turned in his notice at work, both of us were kind of like, well, we're turning it in. We're ready to put in the effort to take it full time. But there's still, there was still that unknown of, you know, is it really going to happen? Is it really going to make it work? And there, you know, even after he turned in his notice, there was still transition time in there of what was going to come next. Yeah. Gosh. And you, can you believe that all this started four years ago? No, I, when I was listening to you talk to Grayson about that and how old he was, I was like, wow, didn't really, I mean, it's just all happened so fast that you don't realize how much time really has passed. and how little the kids really were when we started all of this and we've moved home since then. And we've, I mean, a lot has happened since then. Cause at that time, actually, so if it was four years ago, let's see, Mackenzie will be 10. So Mackenzie would have been, she would have started kindergarten that year. So that was really our first, you know, everyone was home while he was working on all of this. And then, um, slowly, so Mackenzie would have been the first year in school that year. <laughs> wow. And just looking yeah. at how big they are and how far they've come in four I years. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say if you had to encapsulate just a small sliver of what is different <laughs> in your life now? Oh, man. Small sliver of what is different. Uh, we have to constantly remind ourselves the thing that we remind ourselves of the most is that even when it's difficult, we have the flexibility and the choice to choose when and how we work. Where prior to HTYC, we didn't have that flexibility. No matter how flexible your job is, when you work a job where you are required to be somewhere, you only have so much flexibility within that job. And when you have little kids, that is a big, you know, I mean, there were many times where with Conagra, he was traveling and would be gone and I would be at home alone with the kids and one of them would get the flu. Well, what do you do? I mean, there's only so much you can do when you're in a situation like that. And so even when it gets hard now, we remind ourselves of that. We have the choice to work when we can and want to work and the flexibility not to if we don't 
if there's something that occurs that causes us not to be able to. It's pretty awesome. Yes, it a little, is. A little scary, I'm sure, but also pretty bit, awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And he actually just told the story really recently in an email about Cam back when he was maybe one year old and having that issue where all of a sudden he like practically stopped breathing and you had to take him to the yes. hospital. And Yeah. And, and it's funny because, um, Target we thought was a great company and I mean, they are a great company and he worked for them and it was a great job for him. But then when something like that occurs and I called him and I'm like, I have to take him to the emergency room. And he's like, I can't come home. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's those kind of things that push you to think, is there something else? Is there a different way that this can be done? Yeah, it, it, sometimes it comes to moments like that to really have a new sort of light shown on your life or a microscope put over, you know, something that worked for you really, really well up until a point. But then there's that point when everything in life changes. And it's it's interesting with some of the coaching clients that I talk to, I have been talking recently to a lot of really ambitious women who are thinking with extreme advanced planning like this about how I want to design a business for myself now so that when I do have kids, I've got all the systems and processes down and I know how to handle it. Right. So I can have that and I can take advantage of that flexibility when I'm going right. to need it. Yeah. It's, it's a, a scary and a bold life decision. Right. Yes. But and you, with kids, they're definitely, I mean, you need the flexibility. You just, they're, it's totally unpredictable. You never know yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen. And it's you guys living out your values, right? Like there's, there's an yes. alternate universe where the kids are all in daycare, or where the kids have a nanny, where, you know, right. the kids go to sleep yep. away, boarding school, something like that. But right. that's not what mm -hmm. you wanted. And you guys yeah. have made some pretty awesome decisions and sacrifices to be able to create that life that you wanted. Right. Oh, amazing. Well, it looks like you, yeah. you may need to go here in a minute. You have a little, a couple angels <laughs> hovering over your shoulders here. Yes. But so if you could say one thing to Scott about episode 200 and how far you've come and how it all feels, what would you say? There's too many things. I can't pick one. Um, probably keep pushing forward even when it's tough. And oh just that we all love you and we want to support you and continue to allow this business to grow and be successful. It takes a team, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> and goodness knows that he would not be where he is and your kiddos would not be where they are without you being an amazing rock and foundation and the, the chief firefighter. Oh, yeah. That's what I feel like sometimes. <laughs> a lot of faith and a lot of commitment to be able to help people in this way. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, too, though. I mean, we it's, it's challenging, but it's fun to be able to share these experiences and work together. And as much as I some days want to kick him out of the house and say leave for <laughs> a while so I can have my space. 
Um, not everyone gets to share that with their family and their kids and their husbands. And um, to be in close proximity, to walk in the next room and say, hey, this happened. Or, you know, hey, I saw this exciting thing about the kids at school. Or, you know, things like that, that things pop into my head and I can actually just go knock on the door and tell him instead of having to wait until he gets home from work or wait until the craziness of the evening stops. <laughs> Feels like you get to have this real dynamic relationship that evolves every minute and that gets to be in in contact right. and connection all the time. Yeah. I love it. I love you. I love all of you guys. I love business. <laughs> Yes. Okay, so while we're both getting on the emotional train here, yes, is, right? <laughs> is there anything else that you want to share? I think just a thank you to you guys, to the team that, you know, we couldn't do this without you guys either. You know, we put a, a, our heart and our soul into it, but we only have so many hours in the day too. So um, without you guys, we wouldn't have some of that flexibility to be able to be there for the kids or do the things that we need to do while you guys keep things going in the background. So it's been a transition for us as we've added people to the team, but it becomes more and more clear how important and how much we need that support behind us too. It really does take a village in all ways. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> well, it all started on a cold winter's day. <laughs> That's how they all start. Actually, I, I was born in the, in the in winter, but we won't start there. Uh, Mark Sievercrop, I, I do several things. Sievercrop.com is probably my main website. I, I talk about networking and building relationships there, and that was kind of my, my forte when Scott and I were working together was talking about those types of things. I By day, I guess you could say, I am a, a consultant, um, a consultant, and I work with a friend of mine, Matt McWilliams, and we do affiliate launches. Um, so we, we run affiliate programs for people like Michael Hyatt, uh, Ziegler Inc., Ray Edwards, Jeff Goins, Nick Stevenson. Uh, we've worked with Lewis Howes and uh, Brian Tracy and a bunch of people running their, their book launches and stuff. So that's what I do. I, I, I manage affiliate relationships for our clients and, and also do a lot of the content and um, teaching and training uh, for for the people that we're teaching to be good affiliates. So that's what I do. I live in the Fredo, Washington, which is about 25 minutes. Uh, it takes me 30 minutes to get to Scott's house from my house. So live in the middle of nowhere, middle of Washington. There are no trees and there are not that many Starbucks. So usually that's what people think of when they see here, here Washington. So that is not the case. But when you first got cracking with HTYC, can you even think back to the very first conversation you and Scott had about, hey, would this be fun? About HTYC or about the podcast? Ooh. Yes to both. <laughs> well, I will say for HTYC, the first conversation we ever had, I literally walked away. We had lunch. and We'd never met before. And I walked away from it thinking, ah, yeah, he's never going to talk to me again. Like... I was pretty sure that he was like, okay, I don't like this guy at all. I don't know why I thought that, but I remember thinking that. Wait, did somebody set so you that, up on a friend, a blind date? It Pretty much, yeah. We had a, a mutual friend that said, hey, you should meet this guy. And so I was like, yeah, let's chat and see if we, you know, there's anything we can work on together. And and we met and we had lunch at, at this place, Michael's on the Lake, that that is uh, in Moses Lake where Scott lives. And 
I, I don't know why I thought that, but I like walked away thinking, yeah, he's probably not going to ever want to talk to me again. <laughs> I don't know if it was like, I don't know. Like, I think it was probably partly because I didn't know Scott and he has that kind of like, when he talks, he thinks about things. And so he'd like pause and he thinks before he says what he's going to say. And so I don't know if it was that where I just misread that as being like, yeah, how am I going to get out of this? Like, how am I going to get out of this lunch without ever having to talk to him again? So that was the first time we'd, we'd ever talked. As far as the podcast, once we had done a few things together and we started talking about it, like, it was pretty exciting. I'd, uh, I'd done a podcast before. I'd done another podcast. And so I kind of had an idea of you know, what they were. I listened to a lot of podcasts. And so we started talking about it. We're like, oh, this is such a great idea. And you know, we started like, we did a Kickstarter campaign and we did all this stuff. And it was like, looking back now, Scott will admit this. And we've talked about it many times. We're like, we screwed up so many things. Like it was just, <laughs> we were lucky to have a couple of people that said, hey, you, know, you might want to kind of adjust what you're trying to do here. And, and we did. And, and it worked really well. But I, I just remember like, we were so excited to, to use this, it was fairly new, I think, at the time. It was still fairly new, the whole podcasting thing. And so to be able to use that medium to talk to people about careers and kind of share, you know, Scott's, I guess you could say, um, counterculture opinion of certain things and to have fun. I mean, we just, we enjoyed joking back and forth and it seemed like a really good um, medium to do that. So that's what I remember about it. It was a long time ago, but that's, I remember us being really excited about it. So was it one of these lunches where you start, you sit down and you introduce each other and then all of a sudden you just start doing this massive brainstorm mind meld thing? Like was the, was your premise going into this lunch that this was going to be a a meeting of potential business affiliates? Um, It was, I had just read, I, I think it was, I say, I would, I would say it was fortuitous. I had just read the book. Uh, the Power of Starting Something Stupid uh, by Richie Norton, who was on the podcast uh, long, long ago. And he and I have become really good friends. But one of the things he talks about in that book is the idea of doing projects. And he basically says, hey, you know, create a project around something, have a start date and an end date, and basically say, we're going to see if this works. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, cool. We'll finish the project and then move on. And, and that was kind of the premise of when I sat down with him, I said, hey, is there any projects we can work on? Is there anything that like, you know, just kind of one-off stuff we can can work on that maybe fits both of what we want to do and, you know, that we can just see where it goes and decide, hey, do we like working with each other? Do we like what we're doing? And so I guess it was kind of a little bit of that, but it was just, it was a lot of just, hey, what are you trying to do? Because we had been, the way it had been framed by our mutual friend was I'd kind of told him what I wanted to do, which was kind of like at the time, I didn't really know. It was very vague and just kind of like, oh, I want to do like leadership and like business coaching and stuff, which is like the most not specific thing ever. <laughs> so that's actually <laughs> why she sense. put you in touch with Scott, it <laughs> sounds like. Yeah. And so he said, hey, you know, I, I know this guy is doing kind of the same thing. You know, he's got a blog and, you know, I think he's like spoke at a couple of places and I can't remember what I explained. And he like, told me his website and I looked at it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like somebody in our tiny little area that actually knows what, like <laughs> knows what a website is and wants to do business consulting. Because I mean, it's, I live in a town of 8,000 people and Scott, you know, Moses Lake's about 24,000, I think. So very, very small, you know, to most people that's like, geez, Louise, that's the boondocks. So to find somebody 
that actually knows what a podcast is and wants to do like consulting and training was was a pretty big deal. And to me, it was really exciting. It's like, wow, somebody that's kind of on the same wavelength as me, somebody that wants to do these types of things. And so I think it was just kind of finding out what we both wanted to do and then just saying, hey, is there anything we can do together that that would accomplish that? So. So he said, I have this idea for a little podcast. I can't remember if the podcast was first or if it was just the I he told me I have this idea of happy new career. Um, and at first it was just kind of we'd meet once or twice a week and he would just kind of bounce ideas off. Like I was I was almost like a consultant for him. And we had all these different ideas. It's like, oh, we could do a membership site. And it's funny, I remember thinking at first, he's like, I've coached some people and helped them with their careers and um, you know, I remember him telling me what he tells everybody where it's like, people would ask me, you know, can I buy you coffee? And Scott would be like, I like coffee. So yeah, sure. You know, cause we've all heard that story millions of times by now, I'm sure. <laughs> but, and so as we talked through it, it was like, oh, let's do a membership site. Oh, let's do this. And I don't remember which one of us it was that had the idea of a podcast, but we're like, oh, that'd be a really good way to, you know, to get people uh, to hear about us, you know, and to hear about what we're doing and to get our ideas out there. And so I think that's kind of the way it started. And it was like, oh, we could do this. And, you know, we, we listened to, it, it's funny, this kind of dates it. It's been so long now. That it's like John Lee Dumas, everybody knew who he was, but he wasn't that big of a deal yet. Like he was still <laughs> in his infancy. And Scott met him, I think at like World Domination Summit and got him to agree to like, do like a, like, hey, this is John Lee Dumas and, and this podcast is like starting and I'm so excited for this podcast or whatever. And to do an interview, and it's like, you, I look at that now, and it's like, dude, John Lee Dumas does not do interviews with like brand new podcasts and doesn't do very many interviews, period, because he's such a big deal now. But back then, he wasn't. And so it was like, we had this like idea of, oh, let's get all these people we know that we could get to be on the podcast and like record a, you know, like a 10 second, hey, I'm excited for the podcast to start kind of thing. And that's, yeah, that's kind of how it started. I don't know. It's just, one of us had the idea. I don't remember who it was, but. And one of those meetings, we, we decided we wanted to do a podcast. I love it. And one of Scott's superpowers is being able to ask people for anything. Right? Very cool. So this idea happened. Mm-hmm. And then instead of letting it happen to you two, you decided to happen to it. Right. And got JLD and all sorts of other people who are all stars, you know, legends in the podcasting space now to do some hype reel for you. Mm-hmm. And then you recorded episode number one. How does it feel? I don't even know. I don't remember what episode number one is now. I'm trying to remember, but I look back at it now and I, I look at, <laughs> I look at the way it sounded and what we did and the, the graphics. And it just makes me laugh. Like I did a bunch of the graphics and I look at them now and I just cringe. I'm like, Oh, those are the most ugly, like horrible graphics ever. Scott may have updated them by now because they're so horrible. I don't know. But like it was exciting. It was so cool because we had all these people that had backed the Kickstarter campaign and we were able to say, yes, this has started. Like here it is. And I don't know. It was just so exciting to to create something and to see it actually happen. Um, pun intended or unintended. I'm not sure which, but it did actually happen, which was really neat. And, you know, I don't know that we ever expected it to become what it did, but we did have this idea that it's like, okay, like we've, we've, it's almost like I imagine the way a business owner 50 years ago would feel when it's like, you know, in the movies you see them like, 
hang the sign out front and turn the 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 sign on the door from closed to open and like just that proud moment that's that's kind of the way i remember it feeling it was just like oh cool and like you know how can i get like all of my friends and people that i know to to listen to this podcast now because you know we have a podcast and i'm a podcaster and it's so exciting and um yeah it was just it was an accomplishment i think we thought um you know we had like we'd struck on this million dollar idea which i think it some point it probably will be if it's not already but i don't know like i I think we were kind of probably naive in ways but it was the start and you know i look back at it now and it's like man look at everything that has came from us just you know hitting record me sitting in my basement scott sitting wherever he was sitting he might have been in his basement at that time i think it was before he moved to his new house and you know over skype recording these these podcast episodes you know a lot of them when we did the the beginning and the ends of them, you know, he'd do the interview mostly. And then I would listen to it and come away with some takeaways. and We'd talk about it. And, I mean, we would do those at like five in the morning because we were both working full time still. And I don't know, I'd say those are the good old days, but I don't miss recording at five in the morning. But other than that, they were the good old days. <laughs> You'd have to do a lot of caffeination and jumping jabs before a 5 a.m. podcast. Man, I, I don't know how I did it looking back, but but it was fun and it was exciting. And I think that's the really cool part about it is we both had this drive to make this uh, a reality, you know, this goal and this idea we had to have this podcast. Yeah. So that was, you know, the good old days of episode one. And now zooming forward. 199 episodes later, if you had to describe the impact that Scott and happened to your career and working on this project together have had on your life, your career, you as a human, how would you describe it? I think he could legitimately create world peace. I'm just going to be honest. Okay, that might be hyperbole a little bit, but you know, I, I've asked myself this question a lot, and I really, legitimately, and I, I don't want Scott's head to get too big with this, but working with him and being a part of the podcast and helping to start Happen Your Career really was the springboard that completely changed the trajectory of my life. Wow, that's a hard word to say all of a sudden. Um, because up until that point, I mean, I had worked in a ton of jobs that I hated. Um, and it's funny that I had worked with him, but like, I think I could be a case study for what he teaches as well, which probably is, is, is part of it. I mean, I think probably, you know, just kind of by osmosis, you know, sitting there listening to all these podcast episodes and reviewing these interviews, like, I think it all sunk in, but I really count that as kind of the, if I was to put a pin in my, the, the timeline of my life of when things started to really change, I would say that was when it was because, from that point, I mean, I, I changed um, I, I changed jobs fairly quickly again to a much better job. And then from there, you know, a couple years later, I, I started uh, working for myself as a contractor. And, you know, since then, I mean, I, I went from, you know, when we first met, I was just leaving a job where I was working 70 plus hours a week, staying out of town, away from my family at least three nights a week, making, shoot, I don't know, um, 30, 35, 40,000, maybe a year to uh, where I am now, where I work from home. I, I probably, yeah, some weeks I might work up to 70, but I'm home all the time. And, you know, it's at my choice if I do. But having complete control of my schedule and doubling and maybe even tripling that salary um, this year. So, like, 
it, it really was kind of the the turning point of of my life uh, working with him. And you know, I, I really do credit a lot of that to him and to Happner Career and just the the trust that he had in me. You know, he he looked at me as somebody that had had value that I could add, and and he let me do that. And that's something that can't be understated. I think when you find somebody like that, and Scott's really good at that, is is seeing what you're good at and really encouraging you. And he did that for me, just like he's done it for you know countless of other people. Um, and it's it's completely changed my life. I'll I'll forever be grateful for him, and I'm grateful that that uh that I got to work with him, and that that I still consider him a friend. So so Mark, is there anything else? on the eve of this 200th episode being released into the universe that you would want to say to Scott or say to the, the HTYC family of humans that you are in part responsible for even existing? I think I would say to, to everybody that listens, um, go back and listen to the early episodes. They're the best. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I wish I remember what episode it was, but there is one. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it where Scott had this really like weird, I don't know where he got it, but he had some really weird intro music that he would use. And for whatever reason, it reminded me of like spaghetti Westerns. And so we did this, like <laughs> we used to do these really weird intros. And I listened back to some of them now. I'm like, That's, that was so stupid. I'm an idiot. But there was this one and it's like, I go back and listen to it every once in a while where I did this whole like, like monologue like it was an old western and it's this music that totally wasn't western music and it wasn't country music but it had like this twang for some reason and it just reminded me of that and so I did this like whole long intro with this western music and it's always been one of my favorite things I've ever done that and there was one where Scott I can't remember what we, we were recording early in the morning one day and he was like, hey, I'll be right back. And I don't remember what he was doing, but he like left the microphone, like left the room and was doing whatever. I don't know if he was dealing with one of his kids or I don't know what was going on or like he had a burrito the night before. I'm not sure what it was, but he was gone for like eight minutes. And he, and the whole time he was gone, he left Skype recording. And so I just did like, you know how like when you're on hold and they have like the music and then it'll cut in with like the little announcements like, you know, please make sure to check out our website at blah, 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 dot com. And I did that for like eight minutes. <laughs> and I think it ended up on was it the hundredth episode. I can't remember, but I think that's the only place it ever ended up. I don't know that he ever actually put it in an ep- episode. And if he hasn't, then we need to find that and we need to put it in there because like, I just like kept singing this really cheesy um, song. Oh, it was uh, the girl from Ipanema. If you've ever heard that song. That's very and much a phone on hold kind of song yes exactly and so whatever for whatever reason i had that in my mind and so i kept singing that and i was like do 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 please hold while you are while your party is reached and i kept doing that for like eight minutes and he comes back and he's like okay i'm ready and i just started busting up and he's like what's so funny i'm like i just talked the entire time like you'll have to go back and listen to the recording i don't even know what i did but it was hilarious and i want to hear it so go back and listen to those i guess was what i was trying to say with that but I, you know, I have done several podcasts and I've done them with different people and I've never, ever had as much fun as I've had when I was recording with Scott. Like for whatever reason, he and I just like, we hit it off. Like when, when we hit record and we were both sitting in front of our microphones, like we just, I won't say we were funny. I will say that we thought we were funny because 
I, there was different times where we would share something with Alyssa and my wife, Lacey. And, you know, maybe it was a time where I think we did this a couple times where we were having dinner together, um, our families, and we would share something and Alyssa and Lacey would just look at us like you two are the dumbest idiots in the world. And, and we thought we were hilarious. And I think some other people did too, at least two or three. And (laughs) he brought that out and I've never had that much fun with a podcast. And that's one of the things that, you know, Scott, I really appreciate about you is that you take this really boring corporate topic of, you know, careers and interviews and resumes and getting a job and, and you make it fun. Like it's just fun and it's different and it's, it's engaging. And I think that's one of the, the reasons that that happened in your career is so successful and the podcast is so successful because it's not just the normal, you know, well, you need to, you need to spruce up your resume and, you know, make sure, I mean, that stuff's just dumb. I just hate it. You know, I had, I had a, a, somebody I know that's in high school and she asked me to like write a letter of recommendation for her. And she had to like write, like her teacher was like, oh, you have to write this letter requesting that you get a letter of recommendation. And it was like all stuffy and boring and stupid. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like, this is not the way it should be. You know, your career is so much, you know, a part of everything in your life that it should be fun and it should be entertaining and and you should enjoy what you're doing. And I think that's what Scott brings to uh, this career space is, is that ability to you know, find what you love to do and, and be yourself while you do it. I really appreciate Scott for that. And I, I have the, this huge amount of respect for him and everything that, that, uh, that he's been able to build. I, it's just, it blows me away every time he shares with me, um, you know, somebody else that's, that's been uh, impacted by him or impacted by what he's teaching. And I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, I know he's got some huge plans and, and I can't wait to see him happen. And, you know, I'm just, I'm humbled and I'm grateful that, that I got to be a part of it. And I'm grateful that, that he and I are still friends so that I get to still see, you know, from at least the outside, get to watch what he does. So congratulations. You know, that, that's, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, 200 episodes, there's not, I don't know what the stats are, but most podcasts don't get anywhere near that and don't have the longevity that, that, uh, that, that Scott you're having. And, you know, just, I, I'm proud of you and I'm excited for you. And, and I look forward to, to another hundred episodes, I was I I misspoke earlier and said there was three hundred, and I'm sure that at some point there will be. So, um, yeah, I mean, I could keep going, but we don't we don't need to get him too too uh, full of himself at this point. So tell me, if somebody said, Camden, what does your dad do for his job? How do you describe it? He records the podcasts. Yeah, and does he help people? Yeah, he helps people get jobs they like. Oh, yeah. What if you guessed? What if he was secretly here on the other side of the camera right now and you had to say something to your dad? What would you say? He's a good dad. He is a good dad. I bet that would be an awesome thing for him to hear. What else did you tell him? It's exciting that he made the 200 episodes. Anything else? I like working with him. He's a lot of fun to work with and play with. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing about your dad? He teaches me 
He tricks. Tricks? Tricks like what? He taught me how to rollerblade and he's teaching me how to build things. Wow. So he taught you how to do your very favorite thing that you do, rollerblading. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I was sort of scattered from a day-to-day and a week-to-week perspective. Like, I didn't look at my week every week and say, I know exactly when I'm going to do this, this, and this activity or have this, this, and this meeting. This is Tracy. She wanted to build her own business but found herself stuck. The business had reached a certain level, but I also had some family issues. I had a very sick parent. You'll get to hear Tracy's story later on in the episode to learn how she used coaching to help her finally figure out how to make everything fit. What you allowed me to do was create the career that I wanted to facilitate the lifestyle that mattered the most to me. So my name is Tracy Minutolo. I live in San Diego and I am a side hustle coach and it is a side hustle for me. So I work with nine to fivers who are um, just like me, actually, uh, wanting to build something on the side, something of their own. And full time, I'm a microbiologist. What a cool, cool combination. And I'm so excited to get to have you share a little bit more about your story. So let's let's set the scene. Where was your life before you encountered Scott at HTYC? What were you doing? What were you thinking? What were you wanting and needing you weren't getting? Yeah, it's interesting because I was relatively new at the job that I'm at currently um, at the time when I discovered yeah, so it had to be around that time, maybe not quite exactly the timing, but definitely in that that time frame. So we're going back like three and a half years or so. You know, I've been a microbiologist. I've been a lab supervisor for a long time and kind of doing the same thing. But I also had this side passion um, working with homeless teens in town and doing a lot of volunteering around that. And I discovered that I really liked like kind of the fundraising side of it. So two organizations that I worked with here in San Diego, one worked directly with uh, homeless and at-risk youth and the other organization did all the fundraising for them. So I really got to kind of, I don't know, get in there and just do something that was pretty much different from my day job, completely different actually. And it challenged me in ways that my day job didn't. And it just felt really great to be leading you know, the team and this fundraising effort and everything. And I just, I fell in love with it. So I had done that for about six years. So I had that going and I had the day job going and I kind of just was looking for answers, I guess, if you really want to, we want to get kind of, I don't know, <laughs> deep about this, but um, just looking for more possibilities for myself and, and maybe just to see, I, I really wasn't necessarily considering a career change, but I was thinking that I wanted something. I wanted to do something more in my purpose. And for whatever reason, you know, the volunteering thing was great, but I wanted it to be something more of my own. And I didn't really know what that was. So I remember um, stumbling upon Scott, he was being interviewed on another podcast at the time, don't even think they're still producing new episodes, but it's called uh, the Yopro Wealth Podcast. And at the time, Scott was on there and just a couple of things that he said really resonated with me. So I went ahead and I looked up Happy Your Career right after that, um, kind of got into their world, started listening to their show. And ended up doing at the time, I think it was like a 14 day email course or something. I think it's been (laughs) distilled down into much fewer days now, but um, just this email course, which basically, you know, like was a a series of exercises to help you figure out, you know, what's at the, the root of your, I don't know, just what you're meant to do to really figure out the thing that fits you. And so I fell in love with it. I went through the whole thing and, you know, it was 
posting up my responses at the time. It was uh, like just comments on the posts on the HTYC website. And so Scott and Mark were responding back to me. And I was like, this is so cool. And I feel like, no, this is just an awesome thing. So yeah, I guess <laughs> a long-winded answer, but that's that's right around the time that I, I came into the HTYC world. So you encountered Scott on the YoPro podcast. And I've actually heard that from quite a few people who are in our community and our family, which is awesome. So what impact did Scott and HTYC and the email course and the podcast and everything else that followed have on your career and really your life? Well, yeah, the, the email course really started to get, help me get the ball rolling and start like asking deeper questions, asking more of myself than I ever had before in terms of what I was doing and why I was doing it and what else there could possibly be out there for me. You know, I'm pretty, I think I had a pretty typical path, you know, going to college, getting a degree, and then I was lucky enough to land you know, a job in my field, and I had pretty much stayed in my field. So, you know, biology and microbiology. So um, at the point that I kind of came into this H2IC thing, I was, you know, late 30s and just kind of entertaining the idea that maybe there was something else out there. I just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. And I really didn't know that it was going to end up being a business. Uh, I thought it was going to be in the form of a new job or something. I didn't, I didn't know. But between HGYC podcast and a couple of other shows that I had been listening to, I just started thinking to myself, because I had heard so many other people's stories as well, you know, starting businesses and starting side businesses and kind of getting something going and um, getting out of debt and figuring out, you know, like how to start accumulating wealth and just all of these things. And they were, they were doing things that, that previously were not even really like on my radar. Like I had never even entertained the idea of starting a business. It was like kind of, I don't know, just the last thing I would have ever thought of, which is odd now when I think about like where my mindset was then, but it really, I mean, that's the truth. I had had part-time jobs. I had done like some one-off like side work for people. I had done even like a, this is kind of funny, but I actually went to um, like a mobile audio installer place that they, they would just install like stereo systems in cars. And I did customer service calls for the guy, like for one afternoon, and I earned 75 bucks, I would do stuff like that, but never a business. So when the, the gears started turning between, you know, HTYC and some of the other shows I was listening to at the time, I started brainstorming ideas. Well, what could I do? What could, you know, I possibly start that somebody would pay me for? And as I mentioned, I'm a microbiologist. So I didn't have I just wasn't connecting with what other skill sets I had out, you know, in the world that somebody would pay me for, um, aside from microbiology, because that's what people were paying me for. So it took me a while, but eventually I did land on the skill set, um, you know, that I had used in volunteering. So I, I mentioned I was volunteering here in San Diego and I was doing a lot of, um, promotion, a lot of social media work and WordPress stuff like behind the scenes to help some of these organizations. And so it was stuff that I really loved doing. And I, I was thinking to myself, well, I'm pretty detail oriented. I'm a scientist. I have these, you know, skills doing social media and I know a little bit about WordPress. I wonder what I can, if I could put all that together into something, I wonder what that could be. And then I found out about this thing called a virtual assistant, this whole concept of a virtual assistant. And I was like, I wonder if some of these podcasters that I follow and I just have, you know, tons of respect for, and I love what they're doing. I wonder if they could use help. So I ended up sending out a couple of emails to a handful of podcasters that I had been following for a while. Um, and I got some really great responses back, one of which obviously was Scott's. Um, 
And I basically asked them, I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking of doing this thing. These are the skills I have. This is what I think is needed. What is your experience with working with virtual assistants? Have you hired them before? What do you use them for? Because I'm trying to match up my skills with what's actually needed out there. And I want to see if I can really do this. And long story short, Scott ended up basically saying, well, I actually have work that I could use help with. Would you like to set up a call? We'll chat about it. And I ended up jumping in and and just kind of, I think I might have been the first team member. I don't know if it was either Josh or me first, but I think it might have been me. And so I kind of came on board starting with a little bit of social media and then it blossomed from there and it just turned into like the most awesome opportunity that I could ever imagined. Um, so I did my my podcast VA thing for a little while working with Scott and a couple other other clients. But the work that I did with HDYC was really the most I don't know. It just felt like I was a, like a member of the team, like a full-fledged member of the team. And it was just a, a different experience. Um, Scott and I would talk every week just about what was going on and what projects and what you know was going on in the business and what you know we needed to discuss, things like that. And so I would mention to him like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this or I'm thinking of this. And he's like, well, you know, I'd be happy to let you try this. I'd be happy to give you an opportunity to do this or that. Um, and so I ended up stepping out, um, you know, kind of testing the waters in different areas. I ended up being a little bit of like a community manager in the, the H2IC, the one-stop group. And when he started putting his courses out there, I started, you know, basically facilitating in those groups and interacting with, um, you know, the H2IC folks. And it was just like clients and, you know, just folks that were following the show. And it was just so much fun. So that to the point where uh, when Scott was developing his side business course, um, he asked me for some feedback on the materials he was developing, and I did the worksheets um, for that. And so I was really involved in the kind of the behind the scenes of the nuts and bolts of the course. Um, and then when he decided to release a mastermind version, a small group mastermind uh, version of the course, he asked me if I wouldn't mind stepping in to help out with the coaching. And I was shaking in my boots at the time because <laughs> the idea of coaching was kind of still foreign to me, but I was like, okay, this is scary. It's probably an indication that I should give this a shot. So I jumped in, spent six months in the side biz MBA course with a particular cohort of students that we went through and just had a blast and I fell in love with it. And that is what led me to where I am now doing my own side business coaching. That is awesome. Taking that, that proof in the pudding of you actually having gone out there and done side business work, and then turning that around into the expertise that you can share with others and empower others with is, is pretty badass, Tracy. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I hadn't really thought about coaching. I really hadn't. I don't know why it didn't occur to me, but I had started feeling like, okay, I'm ready for something more. And I just don't know what it is. Like, I think that is the feeling that's the overarching like theme here is like each time a new opportunity presented itself, it was because I was at that place where I was pushing for something more. And so, you know, because Scott and I would talk all the time and I would mention like, well, I want to try this. I want to try that. And I really love marketing, but I'm really, I love interacting with the folks in your community. And so he's like, well, (laughs) I could use a little bit of help coaching with this, in this program. And I would love to have you step in and help me out with this. And I was like, well, I don't, but I don't want to mess up. You know, I don't want, (laughs) these are your clients. What am I going to do? And he's like, don't worry about it. And you know, he, he, and it was just, Probably like, I don't know, it felt like the most amazing experience getting to work alongside a coach like Scott was just, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. I started out with like, I don't know, an advantage, I think, because of that. 
Yeah, he is a hell of a coach. I mean, his his rates right now are high and he could probably double them without blinking based on the results that he can help people to get. So oh, I bet. anything we can learn from osmosis from being around him is pretty awesome. Yeah. And even just in a simple conversation with him, he's not even, it's not even a formal coaching relationship, but it's just even in that, like, you know, in a, just a regular conversation, you can pick something up. I mean, I don't know. I, I learned things from him all the time. And so I was really fortunate to have had opportunity to work alongside him. What's different about your present reality and your future because of working with Scott and happened to your career? What are some of the things you're most looking forward to that are coming up for you? Well, as I mentioned, I had the opportunity to work kind of, you know, on the behind the scenes side of HTYC. So I got to see Scott, you know, as he was building his business as a side hustler, you know, and getting ready to go full time with it. And I got to see really the nuts and bolts of behind the scenes of what goes into running an online based business. I had no clue. So, you know, all the stuff about setting up an email list and segmenting your list and sending your emails and, you know, obviously all the behind the scenes on the podcast too. And then all of the like fun interactions with clients and people in the community. It's just, I, I really feel like I got, it was like crash course in online business 101. <laughs> and, you know, I was getting paid to be there, but it just felt like, you know, this is, I'm, it's a massive education. So there's that. And then obviously the opportunities that Scott gave me are what really opened my eyes and opened the doors to what I'm doing now, which is for me, like, I feel like nothing I've ever done in my life is a better fit for me than what I'm doing now. I really feel like the side business coaching is kind of brought out a new version of myself. It's fun. It's something I think about all the time. I kind of, I don't shut up about it. If you, you can ask my friends, <laughs> just, you know, it's just really me, I guess it's the most like authentic, like real thing that I've done. And I can't remember how long. So it's just an amazing thing. Um, and what I'm looking most forward to is really just growing, continuing to grow and develop as a coach and to grow this business and to see where I can take this. Um, right now I'm doing it on a level that's not necessarily scalable. So I have, I have a lot of one-to-one -one clients and I recognize there's a, a limit to that. So it's just kind of right now starting to think about what's next. You know, what, do, what do I do after, beyond this? Maybe it's a group program. Um, actually thinking about putting together a course as well. And I've got my Facebook group, which is growing and I'm playing around with, um, live Facebook live. So I'm doing some good stuff there and just kind of, I don't know, like the confidence is growing and with my growing confidence and the, you know, the community growing and then I can see new possibilities again, it's, you know, going after what's, I guess if you're, you're striving for something more again, we're back to that theme, but that's what it is. It's like, I, I know there's more, I know I can do more. I'm capable of more. I want more. So continuing to push and continuing to, to see what's next. And it becomes so much easier to push and find ways to expand and help more people and serve and, you know, to be of service through your career when you're doing stuff you love. And I can hear it in the energy in your voice and in how excited you're getting talking about the possibilities and the future and feeling aligned with what you're doing and how nothing's been a better fit. It's just, it's so cool to get to hear that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and it's it's all because I wanted to earn a couple of extra bucks on the side. And I was like, well, what can I do? You know, and so that's like a big part of my message is to let people know that you just you have to start taking steps, even if they don't feel like, you know, if it's scary, you don't feel like it's necessarily the, the be all end all it's it leads to amazing things. And you will learn about yourself like, like nothing else you can ever do. So you just Yeah, it's, it's always like kind of a big part of what I talk about. 
I am Erica and I live in Denver, Colorado. Currently, I'm working as a director of marketing for a startup out of Boston that produces study scheduling software for med students. And as well, we're working on a product um, that's a study planner, kind of more for college students at large. It's a little bit more mass market and less niche than just med students. Um, I'm also a active person. I'm an avid snowboarder, a large part of why we moved here. Uh, and I ride bikes and taste wine for fun also. Where was your life before you encountered Scott and happened to your career? So I was living in Denver, um, having just moved here a few months prior to my starting to work with Scott. Um, unfortunately for me, I did not really do any networking before I hit the ground here, <laughs> making the incorrect assumption that it was a really healthy job market, low unemployment rate, and there are plenty of jobs available well, you know, there are, Denver has one of the, and it's even lower now, has one of the lowest unemployment rates in the nation. Um, I think now it's like 2.4% or something ridiculous. But the ones that are mostly advertised um, and, you know, the reason why there's like low unemployment is because for whatever reason, the jobs that are advertised are like more entry level where I was really looking for, you know, with, with 15 years of experience working, I was looking for more of, you know, a director or above position. But for me, I was kind of going through those motions of, you know, starting to go to networking events and meet up with people and applying for jobs online. Um, but the bigger challenge for me, the bigger issue, I wasn't really totally sure that I wanted to continue what I was doing, which was digital marketing. Um, I felt really unfulfilled by my last company before I um, left LA and moved to Denver and wasn't sure if I was just entering into a, hopefully I don't get in trouble for saying this, I wasn't sure if I was just entering into like basically a same different day situation by just joining another company in a digital marketing role. So I was kind of feeling like floundering a little bit in terms of, is this really what I want to continue doing? Is it time to make some sort of a change? So that's kind of, that's the context through which um, I came across Scott because he was featured on another um, kind of career figured all out kind of a program that I was working with at the time too. He was like a guest on another, um, I think he did a guest post or maybe he did the podcast or was like a speaker in one of the sessions. I don't remember, but anyways, came across him and the website and I did the, the little eight day boot camp thing. Um, and I was impressed by that. And I kind of graduated, if you will, to becoming more of a full fledged client. So then when you became a full fledged client and we're working through our program, what impact did both Scott and the company, and I guess the program have on your life? I definitely count Scott and um, the Happen to Your Career program as kind of one part of sort of an ongoing self-development and introspection effort that I've sort of been doing in some facet of my life. Like I do yoga and I, you know, really try to spend some time thinking about how to get better and it's made me become more mindful. And, you know, I also mentioned to you, Lisa, before we um, started the recording that I'm working on a product, um, that I'm learning about, you know, motivation and procrastination because of this product that my company is working on. So it's all kind of like melding together and in, into part of my, you know, my overall outlook and, you know, how to make things better and just how to improve your own life. So that is, so I count Scott as part of that, like the program as part of that. What I really liked about working with Scott and also, I worked with you, as you know, Lisa, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. is that it was the program really kind of 
guided me through a strengths-based approach. Um, I really liked taking the strengths finder assessment and kind of getting an initial read on what some of my strengths could potentially be and that they really did resonate when I read through the, um, you know, the, the four or five that they send you back after you take the questionnaire. Um, and then, you know, taking it a step further, I feel like the program is really thorough in terms of peeling back the layers of the onion and you getting to know yourself and really honing in on what your strengths are and like what you should be focusing on in your next job or when you're talking to people, um, you know, having just networking meetings, things like that, or even being present and mindful in your own current job and saying, these are my strengths. And so I should really be working on more of these things. Um, in my day-to-day job at how can I recraft my current position or talk to my boss to, um, you know, build kind of like customize a, a role that plays to my strengths. So um, all that being said, I feel like this is definitely one of those programs where you get out of it, what you put into it. You know, I actually carved out time every day to spend some time doing the exercises, you know, filling out the worksheets it's arduous and it's kind of, you know, admittedly painful to go through, but it's one of those things you just have to push through. And the interesting thing, the other impact um, that Scott and the, the program had in my life, I will say doing that work really helped me to ultimately realize that I did like my career, so to speak. It was just a matter of finding the right company um, and then the right role within that company. So it was for me, um, you know, it was, it wasn't for, it wasn't, all about a huge change for my career. It was reassuring to some degree to know that I didn't have to make that kind of a huge change. It was just, you know, my experience at past companies, not my actual job function that was the issue. So I could really kind of focus on, you know, recrafting my resume a little bit to speak to those strengths and to know what I could speak about when I had interviews and face-to-face meetings with people. So an additional benefit that I had and that I feel like was an impact on my life. Um, I'm a pretty confident person as it is, but I think I developed even more of a confidence in myself because of just pushing through and doing that quote unquote unpleasant work. Um, You know, one of the things that he has you do in the program is to basically cold call people that you identify at companies that you think might be an interesting place to work. And you're just kind of going, you know, you're, you're talking to these people under the pretense of, um, I really just want to learn more about what you do and what your company does as I'm exploring potentially a career change. You know, it's, it's, it was a really good kind of like icebreaker to get in. And I, I, I had my list of companies and I made my calls and Scott held me accountable. Like I was supposed to read, you know, I need to call this many people per day and I need to, you know, get through. He's like, I don't care if you don't get through to them at eight o'clock in the morning, try them at one o'clock in the afternoon, try them at two o'clock, you know, just keep on trying. So I made up my mind to do it. And I actually ended up talking to quite a few people in the course of um, that phase of the program. Um, so I am grateful to having done that. It was tough work, um, but I do feel, you know, even more confident now in other tasks that I'm now being challenged to do. It's like, well, you just have to, you know, push through it and you just have to do it sometimes, you know, sometimes the most good stuff comes out of the most painful things that you have to do. So looking at it through that filter, which I think forcing myself to do it and having this kind of like angel on my shoulder to tell me to do it, you know, I'm being held accountable to make these phone calls that I think was a benefit too, was kind of like the shift in the mindset. Oh, I love it. I'm glad that you characterized him as the angel on your shoulder and not the devil, Mm -hmm. because I imagine it might've felt like that at some points. 
the sort of the loving but firm butt kicking. No, no, no. It's one of those things where, you know, you know, you know, you're doing it for your own good. So it's like, I'm not getting mad at someone because, you know, they're making me go through, you know, a, a mud obstacle course. It's like, no, I'm, I, I want to do this to help myself. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a glutton for punishment. This is like tough work that I need to push through and it's going to help me in the long run. So so then after having done all of this butt kicking mud obstacle course work, <laughs> what what is different about your life right now and your future? What are the things you're most looking forward to in the coming months and years? Um, I would say I would just want to reemphasize that for me, it's just kind of, you know, building the confidence and, you know, feeling good at having a sense of accomplishment at having gone through the program, completed all the tasks, having the aha moment you know, to be able to crystallize down what, what my, my passion is into one sentence, which actually you helped me with. Um, but it was, you know, a combination of talking with you in the coaching sessions and then going through that, you know, the, the, I'll call it the paperwork, you know, the exercises in, in the program's various chapters. So there's, there's that piece of it. Um, and then the, the notion of increased confidence. And then, um, <clears throat> for me, um, the interesting thing is I ended up getting a job through a company um, that I applied with online. So I didn't, you know, necessarily um, unearth any career opportunities from having done the cold calling that I just mentioned that was the quote unquote painful part. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, having gone through the exercises, I was able to more clearly elaborate, as I mentioned before, on what my strengths were and really play up what I had done in the past um, that was applicable to this company's needs. And, you know, just when you're talking about something that you're, is one of your strengths, which is, of course, the intersection of what you're good at and what you're passionate about or what you love. So whenever I talk, when I could talk about that, my strengths, like, you know, I really light up and I, I get excited talking about it and I get really into it. And so um, that, I think, was a real deciding factor in getting me the job. I was hired remotely, 100%, via telephone calls and a couple of Skype interviews and a presentation. They never met me in person. <laughs> I'm here in Denver. They're in Boston. So I think that that, that whole kind of, um, you know, speaking from a, a place of knowing your strengths and being able to um, play that up uh, was certainly helpful. And I'm actually doing work today that does leverage my strengths and what I enjoy doing the best. Um, you know, it's a very, it's a small company. It's a startup where bootstrapped or not even funded. It's awesome to see that we're able to, you know, just grow through our own revenues growing. And so I can almost like map my own adventure. So much like um, the what I was saying earlier, where one of the things that I like about this program is that, you know, you can kind of if you need to not necessarily make a career change, but just craft a job that you're already in to play to your strengths. That is what this program unearths to you. So I'm actually now sort of able to. Do you know uh, there's certain things I need to do for the company period to just you know meet certain goals, but a lot of it is is what I'm doing is you know playing to my strengths, which is you know that one line that you gave me was I love to improve things, <laughs> so I'm just I'm all about like all right we're gonna we're launching a new product I got to reach this many people to sign up for the beta, and then this is the revenue goal that we have for the original product, and you know all the things I'm doing kind of ultimately roll up to that bigger ultimate one or two goals for the company. So I'm actually doing stuff every single day that um, is about improving something, which is really what I'm all about. So 
that was a very long description. <laughs> um, in general, what I'm continuing, what I'm looking forward to is to continue working in those areas that speak to my strengths, which is, I really do feel like I'm doing that every day. Um, and that's ultimately making me happy and fulfilled at work. And then in turn, using those strengths to help my company. And that makes my bank account happy. So it's kind of like a win-win. You are living the dream, Erica. <laughs> oh, can I add one final thing is that, um, yeah. Another benefit that I found of working with the program is the idea of being creative in your negotiations. If I recall correctly, that's one of the chapters. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, to make a long story short, the company wanted to offer me a certain amount and it was below what I was looking for. So we ended up working at a deal where I worked a certain number of hours in the week to equate. So it was still hourly the rate that I wanted to be making. And then once we started hitting certain revenues, they were able to bump me up to the salary that I wanted to. And then I went full time. So it was kind of like also having, again, calling up the theme of confidence, but also the idea of kind of looking at negotiations creatively, like kind of trying to problem solve. And, you know, no does not mean no. So just think of a different way to, you know, come to a resolution. They really wanted to hire me and I really wanted to work there. And, but I didn't want to work for, you know, X amount. So we worked it out. Oh, I hadn't heard about that. I didn't realize you'd gotten that raise. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, that came after like two months. Wow. So Erica, any last thoughts or things you want to say to Scott or to the podcast listeners? I mean, I think I really covered everything in kind of my little first person case study. Um, for me, I, I definitely got a lot of benefit out of it. So it, it's really, as I mentioned before, it's one of those things where you got to put into it. If you expect to get stuff out of it, you can't just be, you know, throw your hands up in the air and complain that you don't know where to get started because all the pieces are laid out right there in front of you. Just read the chapters one by one and you'll, you know, get it done. You can't. He also gives the idea um, that the 20 mile March, I won't go into the whole anecdote, but just got to keep, keep at it, you know, do a little bit every day. And before you know it, you'll, you know, the other expression I'll use, which is a cheesy cliche, it's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You just got to take a bite, man. And that's what this program does is like lays out all the cuts of the elephant for you. So I'm very excited to get to interview you for the podcast here today. And I'm curious to know if somebody asked you, what does your dad do? How do you answer that? Well, he makes podcasts to help people find jobs. Do you think he likes what he does? Yeah. What makes you say that? Because he has us to support him and he sa says he has really good days. Very cool. Does that usually mean that dad's in a pretty good mood? Yeah. What is that like to have a dad who is in a good mood and happy and fun to be around? Well, it's really fun because we get to see him and we get to talk with him. And when he's in a good mood, he is always willing to talk and he is always caring and loving. It's a pretty awesome thing, huh? Yeah. Not every kid gets to have a dad who is caring and loving and always wants to talk. So you are one lucky lady over there. I bet you're proud of your dad, huh? Yeah. If you could say something to your dad and tell him about how proud you are, what would you say? 
there is really no way to put it, put how I feel, because you just don't get that feeling in words. Sounds like it's a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. How does it feel in your body? You could describe it without words. What would it be like? It feels like like I'm really excited and I'm ready to move and the feeling is good and happy and it never feels sad. That's pretty awesome. There are probably a lot of people who are going to listen to this podcast episode who wish that they could take that feeling and put it into a little bottle and carry that around with them all the time. So is there anything that you would want to say to your dad about getting to this 200th episode? I would have to say, first of all, it's so amazing that he got here so fast. Time really does fly when you're having fun. And... I would have to say happy 200th episode. Yeah, I bet he would love to hear that. And you say that time flies, but I bet that you were a first grader when he started doing that podcast, huh? Actually, I think I was second grade when he started podcasting it's still a long time ago yeah my name is mike goodman i am in san diego but am a resident of new hampshire and i currently work as the community success manager for happen to your career excellent and so tell me, where was your life before you encountered Scott and happened to your career? My life before I encountered Scott and happened to your career was filled with many years of uh, work dissatisfaction. I went from one job to another and for usually the same reasons ended up dissatisfied uh, with a number of different jobs that I'd held. And I knew that I needed to make a change. And I knew that I needed support and guidance to make that change. So I encountered Scott and uh, worked with him initially as a coaching client. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that, because I think when people think about career coaching, it feels squishy and weird and unclear about what it is. I knew that a lot of the past jobs I had had were not things that I wanted to repeat. And I felt very stuck because I felt like I was defined by my resume and I was going to get, I was only getting calls for jobs that were relevant to jobs that I had held previously. And I knew that these were not jobs that I wanted going forward. So I really needed guidance and direction to move forward, to get myself out of, uh, out of the rut that I had been in. And I just, I needed, I needed clarity and I needed, as I mentioned, the guidance and direction to move forward so that I, I was able to find my way and find a path to do something different and that I would enjoy rather than staying on the same track of going from one job 
that I didn't like to another job that I didn't like and following the same pattern I'd been following for the past too many years. I started listening to the podcast and I started getting emails and I did the the eight day course. And this was sort of an uncomfortable subject for me because I knew I needed help, but I didn't know how to go about it. And I didn't really know how to find it. But in listening to the podcast and in taking the eight day course and seeing that other people were in similar situations, I knew uh, from listening to Scott that there was something about him that made me feel comfortable. And this was a, a sensitive subject in terms of here I had been working for several years, I mean, pushing like eight to 10 years in jobs that I really didn't enjoy and didn't feel satisfied with. And I knew that I couldn't remain on that track. So listening to him and hearing his thoughts on, you know, career satisfaction, listening to him made me feel comfortable. And it made me feel like he was someone that I wanted to reach out to. And when I did reach out to him and shared my situation and what I wanted to get out of coaching, I knew that he was someone who could help me. And I knew he was someone I wanted to work with. Awesome. And can I ask you what coaching was like? Like if somebody is really interested in what the nitty gritty, like what happens in that time together, how would you describe it? Coaching for me meant really taking a look at what I wanted to do and what I was good at. So it really started out looking at my strengths and defining those and then also breaking apart roles that I'd had in the past. And instead of thinking about the parts of those jobs that I didn't like, it was looking at them in a different way and finding from the roles I'd held the parts that I did like. And from there, it was really looking at job titles that stuck out, companies that stuck out, picking companies that I thought I would be interested in working with and looking at those companies to see, did I know anybody there? And if I didn't know anybody there, digging deeper to, to find people there that I could introduce myself to, get to know, build a relationship with and find out what their day was like. And was that a job that I would be interested in? Would there be things about it that I would enjoy, would it be something that would be a potential fit? Because one big thing for me was the next role and the next step for me needed to be a fit because the last several weren't. I knew I needed to get off that track. So coaching was guidance and support through that process. Yeah, I, I believe it. And I imagine that rolls into the next question pretty nicely about what impact did Scott and H2IC and coaching have on your life? That's a, there's a lot I can touch upon in that question. Scott was extremely supportive. You know, I was somebody who had not followed the normal path of wanting a career that was, you know, sitting behind a desk, working a nine to five and moving up the, the corporate ladder. I knew I wanted something different, but I didn't know how to define what I was looking for. So Scott was able to work with me to help me see my strengths and what I excel at and help me figure out the best ways that I could utilize those strengths and pair those with roles that would be a fit for my strengths, for my skill set, for my personality. And 
he really helped me get out of a, a rut that I was in for far too long. And his support and guidance through, through our coaching together enabled us to build a relationship. And when I saw that he was looking for help with his company, I thought that the role was uh, very similar to a lot of the things that we had talked about for things that I was good at, things I am good at and utilize a lot of my strengths. And then also having been somebody myself who's been a career changer and has felt and faced career dissatisfaction, I wanted to reach out to him because it sounded like it could be a, a, a cool fit. So there have been a, a variety of ways that uh, encountering Scott has benefited my life for the better. Yeah, absolutely. Both in terms of getting the opportunity to come on board Team HGYC, as well as helping you to find other opportunities that have been great fits and continue to be great fits for your gifts and for your joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for that, I am, uh, I am extremely grateful. Were you a podcast listener? I know you mentioned the eight-day course, and I might have missed it. Are, did you discover HGYC through the podcast? Right around the same time. So I discovered the podcast and then from the podcast, I signed up for the eight day course. And there was a few months between that and when I reached out for coaching, but I then started. So this was last summer. I started listening to the podcast and then enrolled in, uh, in the eight day course right around the same time. What's different now about your future because of working with HTYC? You know, what are some of the things you're most looking forward to in the coming months and years? What's different now is I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the people I work with. And I think for so many years, you know, in, in roles that I had, I didn't see, I didn't see a future in those roles. Now I see different ways in which, you know, the role I'm in can evolve or grow. And I think about things, you know, that I want to accomplish in the new role that I'm in within the next, you know, say several months to a year to over the next several years where I'm not used to thinking that way. So it's a nice, uh, it's definitely a nice change and a nice feeling. Anything else you want to add? Any nuggets of wisdom for podcast listeners or anything you want to say to Scott? Nuggets of wisdom, I would say take action. Yeah, I waited for too long, just waiting for something to happen. And it didn't happen until I was ready to take action. So if you're unhappy with what you're doing, do something about it, change your situation, you know, take control. And there's a lot of people out there who've been in similar situations. And there's a lot of people that can relate to where you to to what that feels like. And it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to dread you don't have to have the Sunday night blues, you know, waiting for Monday to come in. It doesn't have to be that way. You can, you can enjoy a Monday. Yeah. Life's too short to settle for crappy Mondays. It is way too short. It's way too short to be waiting, you know, to figure out how you're going to spend that the two week vacation or to way too short to just be counting the weeks and counting the months and counting the years, you know, counting down to the weekends or counting down to the evenings after work. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. And for too long, for too long, I let it be that way. And I am so grateful that I found help to let it no longer be that way. Yeah. That moment that you realize you don't want to escape your own regular day-to-day -day life anymore is 
a powerful refreshing. One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. Yeah, I'm extremely grateful to no longer have that feeling on Sundays or to no longer have that, you know, that wake up Monday morning and just feel that general, ugh, you know, that another day, another week begins. You know, I'm just glad that is not something that is in my life anymore. I had reached a point in my business that I had gotten to largely through sweat equity, just legging it out, doing the research by myself, figuring it out on my own. Tracy's business had plateaued and was keeping her from what mattered most to her. When she signed up for coaching with HTYC, she identified who she needed help from. The business had reached a certain level, but I also had some family issues. I had a very sick parent. So in my mind, I wanted to create workflows and efficiencies and extra revenue that would allow me to take the time with that parent that was really meaningful to me. Tracy was able to set up her business for success and give her time with her loved ones. And I had reached a point where I knew that I wanted some more professional help. And particularly, I wanted help from somebody whose life I admired and whose business I admired. Congratulations to Tracy on making a business and a life that works for you. Our work together really helped me systematize. You took all the risk away. You took all the fear away. And from that point on, you know, I was really diligent in using our time really well and making sure that we got the most out of it. But so were you. Congratulations to Tracy on creating a business and a life that works for her. If you want to find out how to do exactly the same thing, create a business and build it so that it suits your life and lifestyle. And it also lights you up and gives you purpose at the same time. Well, turns out we can help. Find out how coaching can help you do that step-by-step. Go over to happentoyourcareer.com and click on career coaching to apply. Or you can text my coach, that's M-Y coach, to 44222. Pause right now and we'll send over the application. Just text my coach to 44222. The fact that I got to spend an incredible guilt-free amount of time with a sick and dying parent who's no longer here um, is priceless. I am JC Pelsey. Um, I help manage partnerships and collaborations with our extended H2IC fam. Um, And I do that from Cleveland, Ohio, or, you know, I kind of bop around. So um, multiple locations, but I'm based out of Cleveland. Um, So basically what that means is I get to talk to inspirational and super impassioned leaders in the career and self-development space, learn how they serve their audience and ultimately see if and how we can leverage our strengths to make their lives a little easier. So tell me, where was your life and your career before you encountered Scott and happened to your career? So um, actually, during my interview phase, I was joking with Scott that with between my industry hopping, it was kind of like the island of misfit toys. But instead of toys, it was misfit job choices. (laughs) When we were talking about that, it was more like not necessarily the roles that I was playing, because um, I actually really enjoyed them and took a lot of um, value from everything I've done up until this point. But I went from a financial firm to a beer company to crisis management and emergency restoration. So the common thread there was collaboration management and then just essentially finding ways to be a catalyst for each other's businesses. So um, yeah, it was kind of sporadic. And um, that's why it's so interesting to see and hear from so many people that have changed transitions as I listen to the podcast, because I'm like, oh, yep, been there. (laughs) 
done that too. <laughs> so um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I love it. And so, so then you had been on your, your Island of Misfit job choices and you were thinking about what next steps look like and path forward could look like for you. Mm-hmm. So then tell me about what it was like to discover Scott and happen to your career and what, what in your life is different right now because of encountering the brand and the man behind the brand? Let's see. I worked for family businesses before and I worked for um, different corporate entities and um, national, national brands. And it's so funny because I used to work with people in the corporate world that absolutely hated their job. They were set on staying until they reached a particular level, but you could tell that there was no passion there. And there was even like slight resentment for what they were doing. And it didn't really make sense to me because it was kind of like, are you doing this because you told yourself you were going to do this when you were first getting in the corporate world? And, you know, you committed this, you know, idea of what your, your career was going to be like when you were 23, like before you even knew who you really were. And I used to get so frustrated because I'd look around and see like that level of resentment for not just their job, but their lifestyle. And I wouldn't know what to tell them. But then I, you know, I, I had my own life experiences with my different career choices and, um, Miss Lisa, uh, you, you posted something in a, uh, in a community group on Facebook. And it was really interesting to me because it was about, um, just, it was a job opening for a career coach and for partnership management. And I wasn't quite sure, like I, you know, I read this, the, the first line was like happened to your career. And I was like, that's an interesting title. Like that in itself was really intriguing to me because, I had seen so many people that I worked with and um, friends and colleagues, like having their career happen to them. And so I was like, okay, I I see where this is going. Like, I I like this. And so, um, you know, after I read the job description, I was like, you know, ultimately um, I have like a severe guilt complex where I don't like to represent or be associated with something that I don't feel connected to in some way. And honestly, that's why my prior jobs didn't really do it for me and like the fulfillment scale, if you will. And so I went to the website and I basically like social media stalked like Scott and everybody involved (laughs) in the brand and like there, I know, I know. And like, I went like deep into it and I read through the blog posts and I signed up for emails and I went through the eight day career course. And I was like, look, if this doesn't speak to me, like I'm not even going to reach out. And so I went through the day-to-day career course and a lot of the the material, obviously. And I was like, man, like this guy's got something, you know? And so I, um, I reached out to Scott on LinkedIn and it was kind of cool because a lot of the tactics that he was talking about, it wasn't just about, um, it wasn't just about finding a job. It's about, um, the entire comprehensive experience, right? So you have to have the self-awareness and put in the effort to figure out what your strengths are what your non-negotiables are. And then ultimately, you know, position yourself in a way that you're intentionally pursuing specific opportunities and you're pursuing them with, you know, guns blazing, essentially, you know, like you need to be creative about it. You need to do these different things. And it was just interesting because as I was looking for additional clients to, um, to pursue, as I'm reading through some of the tactics, I kind of felt, you know, I had those like clicking moments where I'm like, Oh, like I'm kind of doing that already. Or like, Oh, like we're on the same page. 
Um, and it felt good to like, kind of have that, but I was like that, um, being on the same page, but then also have those learning opportunities. And I hadn't even gotten a job yet. Right. So like I'm going through and I'm just reading this content and I was like, wow, there's a lot of value here. So I reached out to Scott and, um, you know, we started talking about ultimately where, where the career space is now and where he wants it to go. And man, like he's a legend. Like he's literally flipping the script on the career process and shifting the power back to us, but not just as job seekers, but as humans. So, you know, beyond just accepting a new position and, um, you know, having, you know, the fortune to participate in this, you know, career movement, if you will. Um, I also started like implementing a lot of changes like myself. So like I started saying no to a lot of things, which as a recovering people pleaser is a really huge feat. And so in, in addition to that, I started saying yes to the things I really wanted to do. So um, working with Scott and Alyssa has given me the flexibility to work on my own startup and to travel. So, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but like I'm doing a multi-week road trip down to Houston and possibly Florida to help with hurricane relief efforts. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I had my other positions that I had before, or if I was stretched so thin across a bunch of different clients. So this has kind of been a way for me to process a lot of the tactics and, um, you know, the mindset behind the brand in my own life, as, as far as where I'm putting my efforts and the, being very intentional about what I say yes to, what I, what I say no to. And that learning began before I even started the interview process. So I would say that, you know, saying that working with Scott and happened to your career um, is, you know, it just being impactful, in, excuse me, impactful is an understatement. Yeah, seriously. Oh my goodness. I have so many thoughts. I feel like what you pointed out about like doing your research on Scott and the company to decide if it was something that could work with your guilt complex is such a cool revelation because I think so many people who are going through the job search process aren't, aren't thinking that way. Like they're almost shaming themselves for having guilt about being in a position that doesn't feel like it's resonating with who they are. And so kudos to you for using what would otherwise be labeled as sort of a, a negative emotion as such a powerful driver for creating the life that you want to lead. And, yeah. and it's funny because one of the big themes that I'm hearing through all of these different interviews with folks about how HTYC has affected their lives is Every single person is saying it's so much more than just thinking about a fulfilling career. It's claiming the life you wanted to live and making the decisions about how you're spending your resources in all areas of life that that are just awesome. Like hearing you talk about your travel and your road trip and actively investing in this startup. It just it's pretty badass, JC. I will tell you. You know, I think that what the coolest part is, so like one of my um, questions, like when I was going through the interview process for Scott was, I always ask, like, what is your champagne moment? You know, when I, when I talk to people that are either potential partners or, um, you know, even prior to HTYC. And so I was like, you know, I, I'm really curious to hear what your, what your champagne moment would be. And um, usually, you know, you'll get some specifics and, and, and stuff like that. but. Um, you know, Scott really has this, he really has this in his heart to 
again, like reposition, like flip the script on the whole career process where you're no longer feeling like you're being vetted by companies, but you're vetting the choices that you make in your life to really speak to that lifestyle. And so when I approach partners or when I'm, you know, making decisions on where to spend my time, I like to ask, you know, what is the champagne moment there? So um, that's kind of like, you know, when you're, and I really almost everything to sports at some, to some extent, but like if you're in the world series and your team just won and you're in the dugout and your eyes are closed and there's champagne going and you can close your eyes and say like, I know that I've done it. Scott's wasn't necessarily just like a detail. It wasn't like a specific moment. It was like that movement of being able to reposition the career process for people that, you know, had the opportunity to vet industries instead of feeling like they have to conform to a, um, a job description, you know, because life isn't a job description. There's no bullet points in life. Like it's tangible, it's fluid. And I think that Scott really gets, you know, between the experiences that he's had and just like the vision that he has for other people and what they can achieve in their life. He really pushes people to see the big picture and he really pushes himself in H2IC to kind of be that um, canvas for that picture almost where, you know, he's, he wants, he wants to be able to show people that there's more to life than, and there's more value in those hours that you're spending during the day than your paycheck. Like there's an impact there. There's meaning. There's meaning to the hours inside of work and there's meaning to the hours outside of work and it all matters. And I think that like, if you ever have the opportunity to listen to Scott, talk to his clients, um, either in person or on the phone, like it's, just straight magic. Like I had the opportunity to go out to San Francisco and meet him for the first time and Alyssa, which is so awesome because, you know, with remote work, you don't always get that opportunity, but we sat in a group of people and it was, um, his past clients and he was just talking and beaming and like just the energy and passion, like just flooded out of him. And it was just like that moment that if you didn't get it before, if you didn't understand like who Scott Barlow was or what he's doing in this industry, like you get it when he talks to the people that he touches and the lives that he touches. Scott and Alyssa honestly have the most pure hearts and they have this, not just the drive, but they've done the work to figure out the tactics and to come up with proven proven systems and like the logic and the psychology behind how things work and why they work. And I'm just like, I'm so floored to be part of an organization that doesn't just inspire people, but it produces results. You know, like how many testimonials do we have, you know, that we've heard, you know, people start at point A and here they are, Um, you know, they'll come in and be telling their story at, you know, part N or or what have you, middle of the alphabet. And the exciting part isn't that they're at part N. It's about like what happens next. And I think that that is just such an incredible, incredible thing to be a part of. And I feel like, you know, as if everything else that's happening right now in the podcast and in the business in general, 
none of that would be happening if it weren't for the hearts of Scott and Alyssa and just where, where they want other people to be in their life and where they want them to go. Cause it's not just about now it's about, you know, setting themselves, setting up students and clients and partners and coaches and, you know, other managers on our team for long-term success, not just what we think it is right now. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. JC, as you were talking, I, the hair on my arms stood up. It was like, yes, preach it sister. Can I get an amen? I mean, the reason (laughs) why all of us hustle our butts off and are doing, making some of the really tough choices that we're making in our lives to be able to be empowered to do the work that means the most to us is because we are watching these transformations happen in people's lives and watching the transformations that happen in our own lives when we are actively every day choosing to show up and be a person of these values or be a person who takes action on these things. And it's so cool because it's so like, I don't know, it's so inspiring to see those transitions happen and to see the results. But like, it's magic to think about what happens three years from now, five years from now, like think about that ripple effect. And I think ultimately, that's like what I'm most looking forward to, you know, in the next couple months, years, um, decades, even, you know, it's as much change is happening now. There's it, that's just a drop in the bucket, you know, and that's because of happens your career and and Scott Barlow. So now let me ask you this, since you were talking about things that you're looking forward to in the future, you know, what, what are the things you're most looking forward to, you know, both in your own personal life and in your career life in the coming months and year, now that you have, have started working with HTYC and have seen all these changes in your world? So I would say, as far as, you know, career wise, and just my involvement with HTYC and our HTYC fam. um, I'm just really interested again, like I'd have to say like the, the ripple effect, really, it's I'm super, super intrigued with now that this message has been crafted and nurtured and developed into something that um, is so impactful and has so much power. I'm just so excited to see it get released even further into the world. And, um, you know, again, it, it, the concept itself is just such a strength that I'm really, really excited again, from maybe like a partnership standpoint and just, you know, the, the, the relationships that we've had in the past and that we're currently developing and the the places that we're going, I'm so, so, so looking forward to, being able to look back and seeing like the growth in lives that we've touched. And I know that that's going to be, that's going to come from, you know, working with the amazing partners that we have and by, you know, identifying people that really feel stuck, you know, ultimately. And, you know, the helping people see that there's no one true path to happiness because it depends on who you are. You just have to do the work to get there. And, um, I think that, you know, me personally, I'm going to continue to say, you know, yes to the things that are heck yeses in my life. And I'm going to say no to the things that, um, you know, aren't, aren't a priority. And 
I think a lot of that comes down to a lot of the learnings and um, the prioritization that, you know, is implemented, you know, with students and with partners and with us as individuals. And um, I don't know, I think the, the future is bright. And I think that ripple effect is going to be the, you know, the thing that I'm most looking forward to. What year of school did you start this year? First. First. Wow. How do you like it so far? Good. So if you're in first grade, that makes you six or seven? Six. Six. I'm turning seven. So great. If we have been, if your dad has been doing the podcast for four years, how old were you? When the podcast started? I don't know. Do the math together. If you are six years old and he started the podcast four years ago, what is six minus four? Two. You are two years old. That's amazing. And did you know that your dad tells a story about you in almost every webinar that he does? No. He tells a story about when you were little, little, so probably two or three years old, and you were trying to put together a puzzle and how he taught you how to put together puzzles. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So if you had to tell people what your daddy does for work, what would you tell them? podcasting he does podcasting for his work so gray when you think about your dad do you think that you're proud of him maybe maybe why maybe i don't know you don't know what does it mean to feel proud of somebody what does that feel like be happy you in the when they like win something or help other people. Yeah, so being happy when they help other people. Absolutely. Do you think your daddy is proud of you? Sure. Yeah. You think your mommy's proud of you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my name is Joshua Rivers. I live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and I am transitioning from working in a factory that I've done for way too long, and I am have been working on transitioning into podcast production, and so I've been working on that for the last three years or so, and so slowly do building this on the side and hopefully be making the transition very shortly. In fact, Happened to Your Career, working with Scott, was actually the second podcast that hired me as I was getting started. And so definitely a lot of thanks goes to Scott for trusting in me as I was just getting going with that part. And so definitely appreciate that. Wait, so but what are the names of your, your podcast or podcasts to share with the world for people who want to learn more about the man behind the editing? Well, the only podcast that's still live 
is uh, Creative Studio Podcasting Experiments. And so I started that a few years ago uh, following the the niche and the idea of doing things unique with your podcast, hence the tagline of Podcasting Experiments. And so working with people on that. And so the other podcast that I've done is I did a podcast with Mark Sievercrop, actually, um, co-founder of Happened to Your Career, all that kind of stuff. And so um, we did a podcast called uh, 24, uh, based on 24. And so uh, we did that for a year. Um, and then we came back and did it for another summer. Um, so it was it last year when 24 Legacy came back. And so so we did it for that also. And so we did that. And then I had my original podcast. Um, it was originally named Quality Living Made Simple. Um, and then I ended up changing it to Success Road. And so I uh, changed changed there just trying to get better focus on what I was doing. And quality quality living made simple was a little bit more of a mouthful uh, to be able to say and all that kind of stuff. And so so anyway, so I made all those changes. I got about 110 or 115 episodes off in that one. And so so I have quite a bit of experience with podcasting on this side of the mic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> and a podcast around podcasts. So meta and awesome. When you're on when you're doing a podcast, are you internally mentally editing it as you go? Thinking like, oh, that's gonna be great great blooper footage. I'm gonna keep that or I'm definitely editing out that I just said that. So some, but uh I, I don't necessarily edit as I go per se. There's sometimes when it's like, okay, I know I need to make those changes if i'm doing a solo episode a lot of times if i know i mess up or whatever i'll just stop and then i'll say it again so that i and i know where to be able to make that change and so i can be able to do that um i actually haven't done a whole lot with bloopers on my own podcast um and so i thought about it but i'm usually crunched for time it's like let me just hurry up and get get through with it and so just kind of roll with it most of the time cool i like it yeah, well, say a little bit more about where your life was before you encountered Scott, the Happened to Your Career podcast, and all of that good stuff. Well, there was definitely a lot of lack of clarity in in what I was pursuing. And so, like I said, I've been in the box industri- industry. Well, I said a factory, but I, I make boxes for my full-time job. And I started doing that back in 2001. And I had a couple little breaks in between um, as I moved a couple times um but i always came back to the box industry uh because i knew it and so it was easy for me to be able to get back in somewhere else and so so i was doing that uh but then also back in the early 2000s i was in bible college training to become working in full-time ministry and so and i did that for a number of years as well and so it was always on the side of my full-time job and so and that's still something that is part of my life. And so I'm not um, a full-time or an an actual staff member at a church or anything like that at the moment, Uh, but I am involved. But also in in the midst of working with the churches and things like that and struggling with my time between working with a church and with my full-time job, which doesn't care what else I do outside of the job. And so so I would have things that I was supposed to do in the church um, but I would have to 
cancel those or someone else had to take care of them or whatever because I was required to be at work. And so um, I, I so somewhere in the neighborhood of 2009, I started thinking, well, what's something I can be able to do that would give me flexibility in my time that would uh, be flexibility like so that way I don't have to worry about like what specific times I have to work. Um, and so I can be able to kind of work around that. So if I have a church event, I can be able to do the church event and I can do some work before or after it. And I don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. And, and so I was trying to work, figure things out. And that's when I got started with the web design. And so I already had, um, an, an introduction to that back in the mid nineties. I was a nerdy kid learning how to code, uh, things. And so, um, kind of self-taught. And so I kind of picked up a little bit of things here and there. And so, and kind of built up when I started working in churches that I would start to work on their websites. And so really, really basic um, things that I'm looking back at it, but I was able to learn, I was able to grow and I'm like, here, let me be able to see how I can be able to take this. And I had a couple other um, pastor friends that were looking for some help on their websites. And so they actually pay me a little bit of money. And so that was like, Ooh, that's nice. And so um, then in 2009, I think it was, or maybe it was 2010, I actually um, got my first regular client taking care of their website. Um, and so it was just a real small amount. I didn't know where to price my stuff. And so I was probably like extremely underpricing myself, but, um, but I got started at least. And so it's like, okay, what can I do to be able to try to grow this? Because this would be something that I can do that would be have that flexibility that I was looking for. And not only would it be flexibility in time, but it could be flexibility in location because I wouldn't necessarily have to be at a certain location. And so that became a thing I started pursuing. And so from 2010 to 2013, 14, I, I was kind of so, so kind of pursuing that. And, and so when I really started getting that idea in 2010, it's like, well, instead of me just kind of going off my, see what I can find on Google to improve my skills. I actually enrolled in a, um, a community college um, here so I can be able to try to get some active learning, a little bit more push and a little bit more streamlined um, to be able to learn the things that I needed to know. And so I started doing that. And so I was able to make some improvements with what I was doing uh, as a result of that. But I was, um, I got a couple clients. Um, and then of course my struggle though, was I was balancing working in my full-time job, working with my church, going to school, and then try to build this business on the side. It just wasn't working as far as time. And so I wasn't able to find the clients that I was wanting to be able to get. And again, at the time I was underpricing myself too much and, um, I would under, um, let's see, I would, I would under underestimate, the amount of time it would take to work on something. And so, cause, cause I learned somewhere in that process that it's better to be able to charge by the project rather than just by the hour. And so I was charging by the project and I would kind of estimate in my head, okay, well, this will take me this much time and all this effort and things like that. So here's the price. And then it would end up taking me like three times as long as I estimated and then ended up making like $2 an hour. And so, so it's like, well, this isn't really worth it as far as my time i'm okay with it for a little bit because i'm learning and so but it was a struggle and then and so it never really took off a whole lot i like i said i had a few customers or uh, clients there 
and then 2012, I was introduced to podcasting. And so that's when I started um, thinking, well, maybe I could do a podcast. And that's when I started my first podcast in the beginning of 2013 and um, started that journey. It was a couple months later, uh, that summer, June or something like that, June, maybe July, when I was introduced to Scott. Uh, Mark was the one that introduced me. And so I had had known Mark. Uh, We've been following some of the same blogs for a while. So we had a a blog relationship um, there. And there was one um, with Chris, uh, Chris Licurdo, there was like a little tribe of like 10 or 12 of us that, that really clicked. And we started like working together and we ended up creating a Facebook group just for the 12 of us. And, and so we would constantly be interacting and things like that. And so we would have a bunch of emails going back and forth and, uh, bouncing ideas off each other. And so, and so we developed a relationship. And so, um, and so in, in that summer of 2013, um, Mark was working with Scott on getting happened to, uh, happened to your career off the ground. And, and so Mark, part of his job was trying to get promotion, trying to get the word out and all that kind of stuff. And so he reached out to me and said, Hey, you need to meet Scott. And so I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. And so, and so I interviewed Scott for my podcast, um, to be able to kind of help give a promotion for, for what they were doing at the time. They were still doing the Indiegogo campaign. And, and so I was helping promote that. I, I supported it during that time. I was one of the supporters. And so my name is on there somewhere. Look back in the records. And so be able to, um, and so even from the very beginning, I was, um, very interested in what Scott was doing with happening to your career. As soon as they started publishing, I started listening. So I was an avid listener for, um, for all of the episodes. And so then they went on their and so as I was going through, I was just getting all these little bits of pieces of information and tips and ideas. And so and so I'm going through my head of all these different things that I can be able to um, try to improve what I was doing in my as I was trying to transition. Because during this whole time, I'm thinking, OK, let me try to see how I can transition. And, but I was I was making maybe like a hundred, two hundred dollars a month. And so there's no way I can make the transition on that kind of pay. And so I was going through and doing all those kind of things. And so I was listening to the podcast, kind of getting a little bit of nuggets here and there. And then uh, when he and um, when he came out with the, uh, uh, let's see, I think they originally called it the Work You Love One Stop. I think that was the first name for it, um, the eight-day mini course. And so um, I took a look at that. And so that kind of helped me kind of look at examine. I only kind of did some surface work on that but it gave me a little bit more clarity a little bit more idea of what i was doing that was also about the time that i started the transition in the podcast um doing a little bit more with my podcast um and so i didn't have a whole lot of uh website clients and so i just kept it on going and then uh scott took his hiatus for a few months whatever that was then he came back and he announced that Scott or that Mark was going to be splitting off to do his own thing. Um, and so he was uh, became self-employed, all that kind of stuff, kind of working. Uh, and he ended up working with Matt McWilliams, um, actually a previous guest on the podcast as well. And um, and so and so so Scott was doing like everything himself. And so there was a little bit later, um, a couple months later, I believe that Scott then um 
I was interviewing him again because I think that's actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's when um he was promoting the one stop thing again. I think that maybe when he changed the name um to figure out what fits. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head all how all these things are working together. So anyway, so I was interviewing him on that and I think it was like his third time on my podcast um to come and promote some stuff and so um he ended up flipping the the interview around and started interviewing me more or less and so asking me questions and so uh through the conversation of of that interview and then post conversation it came out hey i i started working with this other guy on his podcast editing and scott's like yeah well i was thinking about looking for an editor myself because i'm doing this all myself and i need to get some help and so i said sure let's talk about it and so he ended up hiring me and I hope he hasn't regretted it yet. And so, Scott, please don't fire me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so, so that was uh, the start of us working together. That was two and a half years ago um, now. And so it was somewhere episode 60-something um, back at the time. And so it's a long time that I've been working with Scott now. Um, I, I've been with him for most of the journey. So that's, that's kind of uh cool from my perspective now that i'm thinking about it and so um so anyway but but as i worked with scott i was able to dive in deeper into all the different things that he was teaching and uh, it really helped me be able to get some clarity and so i would i would have like i would go a couple months and then i would kind of get a little bit more a little deeper into some of the teachings and things like that and um and so and so it just really helped me to get a lot of clarity that's a really long answer um, to be able to kind of get that, but, but I was all over the place. I'm still a little scattered, but I'm becoming more focused in everything. You're a multi-potentialite. You're supposed to be like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> was it obvious that I was a multi-potentialite? <laughs> I knew within the first five minutes of your answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this and this and this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, I, was Emily. I my pastoral roots, but I'm working at a box. <laughs> a, a box factory and then i'm developing websites and then also creating podcasts about podcasts yes you are you're a textbook multi-potentialite <laughs> i love it yeah so but anyway so i am learning to hone in on some of the things that i'm doing and so scott has definitely really helped um being able to do that and of course working with him on the podcast i sometimes get a little bit of time here or there be able to snag 10 10 minutes of some coaching and things like that. So I was like, Hey, here, I'm struggling with this. What do you think? And so he gives me a little bit of advice and, and so, or some things to think about at least. And so, uh, so it's been really good. And so definitely appreciate everything that Scott has done. When you think about what's different about your life now, because of working with Scott, interacting with Scott and happened to your career, what, what's different and what are the things you're most looking forward to? I mean, a lot of it comes down to clarity. Um, as I mentioned before, and then going pro on your business, that is, that, that's definitely on, on the, on the thing. And so there's, there's definitely a lot more, a lot clearer timeline. Um, it's not solid yet, but there's at least clarity, some steps that I can be able to take. And so, um, through some discussions with him, I've, I've been able to cut back on some of the work that I was doing. Some of the things I was doing that was not, it, it it was it was in podcasting, but I wasn't getting I'm not getting the return um, that would help me be able to reach forward. And so it was keeping me busy with podcast stuff, but not 
to where I could be able to grow and expand. And so, and so he's helped me to be able to cut back a little bit. And, and so that helps me be able to then free my time a little bit to be able to free my head a little bit. Um, so I can be able to think a little more clearly, um, and then create that little bit of margin to be able to, um, to start to look at my business as a whole. So I can be able to, um, then be able to see how I can be able to make it grow without that overwhelm again. And so, and so that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm in that process of looking, okay, what can I cut back on? What can I scale back on? And how can I be able to implement things to where I can add stuff to the business without adding a whole bunch of extra time and work on my part to be able to do that. So leveraging other people is going to be part of the process and, and all that. And so, and then trying to develop systems uh, to be able to help me in the background. Awesome. My name is Kirby Versoas and I currently live in Colorado Springs and I work for the U S anti-doping agency and I am the true sport editor for um, content editor. So I work in the kind of youth ad- advocacy program that they have going. And I am the editor for all the content that goes live on the website to partners and social media channels. Very nice. And is that all that you currently do? I also work part-time for Happen to Your Career as also like the blog and content editor and shifting to social media. <laughs> so pretty much aligned with what I do in my day job. Nice. Nice. Well, and so tell us the story. What was, what did your life look like before you encountered Scott and HTYC and how did you stumble upon him and the brand? So I had to go back in my email cause I, so I contacted Scott the beginning of 2015, but my life then was, I was working as um, a PR manager for a live event concert touring company. And my boss had just sold the company to one of our competitors. And it that, like, and with like company merges, no one was sure like where they were going to go if they had a job waiting for them at this new company. So I kind of, you know, was very lost at the time and kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in the industry, stay doing um, what I was doing. And yeah, just like every other HCYC out there, lost, felt stuck, didn't really know what my choices were and was about to lose it. So you sought out some resources to get some help and support with that. I did. I started listening to podcasts and uh, hit the Happen to Your Career podcast and listened to, I don't know, I binge listened to most of the, the podcast. And then I shot an email over to Mark at the time who was transitioning out of H2IC and he forwarded me to Scott and Scott replied very quickly and 
so began my journey with having to your career. Yeah, well, and tell us more about what that journey looked like. What impact did Scott and HTYC have on your life in those coming days and months? So that was January. I, I worked through the eight-day course, and then I was part of the beta test group for what is now a career change boot camp. And I worked through all that, did the strengths finder, did a lot of emailing with Scott. And I learned a lot about myself and everything I wanted from a career and really life, I guess, in general. And so with the company merge, I wasn't guaranteed a role because usually what goes is marketing and communications <laughs> since, since those companies already have those things in place. But I was able to actually kind of negotiate with the marketing manager to give me a job at this new company without the help of my boss. So I moved to the new company and worked for the corporate headquarters, which was based in New York. So I was kind of like um, a remote worker in the LA office. But I think I worked there for a year, but I also had picked up side work with having to career doing the podcast because it was a podcast that got me involved in, in the first place. And I hadn't stopped listening to it. So I, I was like, might as well just kill two birds with one stone. And just, you know, he was looking for a podcast blog writer. And I wanted to kind of start doing a little bit more creative writing. So um, I was able to get in with Scott and happen to career and pick up the side job while working at this <laughs> um, day job, which I had come to learn very quickly that I wasn't really made for corporate world, like I had worked for like a boutique kind of live event production company. And this was kind of one of the mega stars, which did not really mesh well with who I was. And after about a year there, I um, decided it was time to figure out another life change. And using all of what I've learned from Happened to Your Career and Spot and the podcast and learning from everyone else's stories, I um, didn't ignore the fact that I'd always wanted to live in Colorado. <laughs> so <laughs> I looked for jobs in Colorado that um, aligned with the work I wanted to do. <clears throat> and I looked specifically for organizations that aligned with my values. And I ended up at the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency doing um, more grassroots work for um, the next generation with youth sports. So everything worked out for me. <laughs> that is badass, Kirby. So you were able to negotiate a way to stay and create a role and create income continuity where your peers were getting let go left and right. Yeah. And then from that platform of stability, you were able to spend the time, do the deep dive into what mattered most to you align yourself around your values and give yourself the best possible shot to be able to live out a life that was fully in alignment with them. And then you freaking made it happen and moved to Colorado. I know. And I live in Colorado, which is awesome. I've, I have not like, I don't miss home, which is sad to say to some extent, but I have no regrets to moving to a 
city all by myself, <laughs> knowing nobody. But it's really been awesome. And I've been, it's almost been a year being here. <laughs> wow, congratulations. You know, maybe that the not missing home part means that yeah. you are home, you know, that your yeah. your soul was looking for this homecoming and you you were able to finally give it what it needed. Yeah, you know what? That's actually really, really true. Like I don't I don't feel like I'm missing anything right now. That is awesome. So let me ask you this then. What what's different about the life you're looking forward to, you know, from here into the future? I think the way that I approach life for forward thinking. So it's almost my birthday and my friend kind of asked me the same thing, you know, like what is, what's going to be your focus? How are you going to do? Like, what is this new year going to be? And I think it's just the life approach of, you know, setting better boundaries for myself and everything I do, um, you know, like to be able to say no to things and just kind of take those, like the learnings that you do from H2IC and like just apply it to your whole entire life instead of just your career and knowing, you know, who you are um, and what you want out of life. Like, I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest um, difference I have now um, looking into the future. Wow. It's like, it's almost addictive. Like once you start making these, (laughs) once you start making these changes to your life in this one area, you feel so emboldened and empowered to say, huh, if I can get this much happier in this one part of life, what if I apply this in other parts too? It's so true. Yes, that's absolutely like, it's the best thing you could take with you, I think, in life and career. Awesome. Well, then as closing, knowing that this is the 200th episode of the Happen to Rear Career podcast that changed changed your life and rocked your world. Do you have any parting (laughs) thoughts or parting things to say to Scott? (laughs) Um, I mean, it's been, I've been on this happen to your career journey pretty much for the last two years. And it's been awesome. I mean, it's awesome to see it grow to where it is now. And coming from the spot of not knowing what I was doing with my life to what I know now um, is thanks to Scott and happened to your career because I was completely lost, like bottom of the barrel, didn't know anything or how to get out of there. So yeah. Um, Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Happened to your career. This has been a journey that is kind of just chugging along, but in a much more happier life. Hey, so thank you for listening to this 200th episode of Happen to Your Career. I know it was definitely a lot longer than our normal episode, but I hope and I believe that you were able to get a lot of great uh, stories, but also a lot of great takeaways as well as you listen to all those different interviews and all the different pieces that people talked about as they went through their own personal journey. And then for those of us that are working on the team, how we be how we were able to get started with working with Scott on Happy Your Career and some of the things that we've learned even since starting 
with that. And so definitely very thankful myself for being able to work with Scott on Happy to Your Career. And so being able to help him with all these different episodes and things like that. Normally, again, behind the scenes, but this time he let me out of the cage. I don't know if that is going to ever happen again after he listens to this because he doesn't get to listen to this actually until we actually get it released. And so we've been having a secret place where we're keeping all the stuff. So anyway, with that said, we definitely thank you again. And we hope that if you haven't already subscribed, that you would go ahead and take the time to go ahead and subscribe in your favorite uh, podcast catcher, whether it's uh, the Apple Podcasts or uh, Google Play Music or Stitcher or any of the others. I personally like to use Overcast. And so that way, when you subscribe, you would be able to get every single episode without thinking about it. It downloads for you. And so definitely would love to be able to stay in touch with you as well. And so you can just go to happentoyourcareer.com and be able to send us an email. You can also send us a voicemail. If you would like, you can go to happentoyourcareer.com slash VM for voicemail. And you can be able to leave us a short message on uh, with audio. And I know that Scott would definitely appreciate that. And who knows, we might be able to include your voice on the podcast in the future as well. So if you have a question, you can be able to submit it that way as well. So with that, we're going to go ahead and sign off. But before we do, I want to go ahead and play this little clip for what's coming up next week on Happen to Your Career. I didn't realize that people went to an office to go to work and then came home at five o'clock. And it was sort of like, okay, honey, home from work, drop off the briefcase. I never had any sense of that um, until I got into school and saw that my friends' parents could come pick them up from sports activities and, and they were there and things like that. And um, on holidays, uh, they weren't at the family store like I was working all those hours. Two hundred, not three hundred episodes. That's right. Yeah. Of of goodness, and it will be. It will be three hundred. I'm calling it now, though. Yeah. Well, and you, as the original gangster of HTYC podcast, sort of like the Godfather. Something like that. You would or, be or able like to know. The, or the court gesture, one of the two. <laughs> well, in Shakespeare, it's always the fool who is secretly the wise man in the in the whole charade. So. Well, maybe that's it. I'll accept that. This is the happen to your... Okay. (laughs) The first one is okay? Okay. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go then. Okay. We help you doing... Okay. (laughs) This is the worst. Reading is hard, Lisa. (laughs) We should do an outtake. We help you figure out what fits you by exploring other stories of career transitions. Can I say that one again? (laughs) I love it. And one of Scott's superpowers is being able to ask people for anything. Right. He could ask somebody to commit murder on his behalf and they would probably (laughs) maybe do it. (laughs) I think he could probably get it. I was just trying to think of how Scott talks and like how that would come about. I don't know. I was going to try to do an imitation of him, but I can't do it on the spot. (laughs) But I think you're probably right. He probably could get them to do that. I should have gotten some wine.
Sorry. Go on. That would have made this so much easier. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. I, I feel I feel like now that you say that I should have started with, ah, he's okay. Like he was is all right. <laughs> we could have Josh do some creative editing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have the part where Alyssa gets teary-eyed, and then we'll have you cut in of like, eh, wasn't well, the worst thing <laughs> yeah, I did that I year. I guess he's all right. I mean, he's you know he he's pretty good at making dinner. I've had dinner with him a couple times. You know, he's pretty good on the grill. <laughs> Can you say this is the Happen to Your Career podcast? Maybe. All right, let's try it. You ready? One, two, three, go. You want to say it together? Gray, will you say it with me if I say it? Sure. Okay, ready? This is the Happen to Your Career podcast. You left me hanging.